Oh, hey there. You're back already? I don't even think the first podcast even aired yet. How are you here? Well, it's good to see you either way. This is uh, your favorite movie reviewer, Andrew, here with Super Original Episode 2. And I just saw A Star is Born last night. And before I say one more goddamn word about it, if you haven't seen it, why don't you take your little self on down to the your local cinema house and uh, purchase a ticket all I'll say is that it's worth every last red cent because it's amazing and you would you would be doing yourself a disservice if you saw it you know you should see how I saw it I went in all I saw was the preview I didn't know anything about it I heard that it was good that's all so go see it if not turn off this podcast well, I mean, turn it off and then go see it. But come back. Do, do come back because, you know, I'm, I'm not really at a place where I can be, you know, so, so flagrant with my, with my few listeners. So please come back after you watch it. <laughs> so, uh, spoilers, obviously, you shouldn't still be here, uh, but there are. And really, I am glad that I saw this movie with knowing so little about it. So let me just get into it real quick now that all the uh, freaking stragglers who haven't seen it are gone. Took a little trip back down to the old uh, Alamo Draft House, and it was, you know, delicious as always. Delicious as always. Freaking, you know, classy. Classy as all heck. Uh, didn't get the Royale with cheese this time, though. I went ahead and got the, uh, the, loaded, the loaded hatch green chili and uh, pork fries. Highly recommend. It was uh, really great. And actually, before we get into it, before we get into it, and before I start rambling on about food, uh, let me let me take you on a little journey. This little emotional roller coaster that I that I took a ride on when I first saw the preview for Star Is Born. So I'm in the movies. I don't know what I'm seeing, but uh, you know the previews are on. It's an exciting time. Movies about to start. You you love the previews, right? So the previews are on, and who else comes on the screen besides freaking one Bradley Cooper, who, you know, if I'm being honest, was not that big of a fan of, but I'll get more into that. So I see Bradley Cooper on the screen, and then, you know, he's got a little scruff, and then he's got like a long hair, and I see him, I'm like, oh, look at this freaking Yahoo. Uh, and then I see a freaking Arizona flag waving around in the preview, so in my head, I'm like, hey... What the hell is this? It's a goddamn Dirks Bentley biopic? Like, because he looked just like Dirks Bentley. And Dirks Bentley's from Arizona. I'm from Arizona too, by the way, since you don't know much about me. But anyway, so I'm rolling my eyes through the back of my goddamn head because I don't like Bradley Cooper and I don't like Dirks Bentley. And I certainly don't want a movie about him. And then the preview goes on. And he's singing and like, oh, this sounds, sounds good, but, you know, I'm not going to see it. And then who else but freaking Lady Gaga comes on the screen, and I'm like, holy shit, it's the Lady Gaga story. And then, so I'm like, oh, okay, I can get behind that, because, you know, Lady Gaga, you know, she's great. I don't know if, you know, if you've listened to her deeper cuts, but, you know, she's got a lot more going for her than, you know, poker face and stuff. She's very talented. Uh, but anyway, so I get excited when I see her on the screen, because, you know, I'm a big, uh, big old Lady Gaga fan, and, uh, so I'm like, oh, cool. It's like the Lady Gaga story. And then 
It's not the Lady Gaga story. Even, all this information is in the preview. It's not the Lady Gaga story. It's like some story about some girl who gets famous. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool. Great. And then the preview ends and like they're singing together. And I was like, oh, wow, this looks uh, this looks pretty good. And so that's 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 how I went into the movie. So I didn't have any more information besides that. So cut to a few months later when the movie comes out. Uh, you know, I... I I want to go see it because I, you know, it looked good. I was going to go see it uh, with my brother and my girlfriend, but my brother saw it the night before, and he's like, hey, it's good. And I was like, shut your pie hole, dude, because I don't want to hear a goddamn word about it. I like to go in fresh with some, you know, some fresh eyes. I don't want to, I don't want your opinions marring my, you know, my, you know, whatever it's called. I don't know. Say exactly what I mean, but you know what I mean. I don't want my, uh. I don't want my view of the movie to be tainted. That's what I'm getting at. So I go in. Oh, 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 oh. And here, here's my little bra- backstory about Bradley Cooper up to this point, seeing this movie. So before I even walk in the theater, here's how I go in thinking about Bradley Cooper. I fucking hate Bradley Cooper. But even, it's like a subconscious hate. It's, I don't really have anything against Bradley Cooper. He's a great, you know, he's great. And, and the only reason I hate him Subconsciously, even consciously, I'm aware that I, I enjoy Bradley Cooper's work. But he just really bothered me in The Hangover Part 1 with the first line. He says, uh, well, he bothered me in Wedding Crashers too, but in the first line of The Hangover Part 1, he goes, uh, listen, uh, we fucked up. And he says it just like that, and I, it just fucking rubbed me the wrong way. And uh, I've been holding a grudge ever since. And then another part of the hangover, he's got his shirt unbuttoned down to like his fucking belly button, but he still has his cool little, his cool little aviators. Uh, you know how you fold it, you put your sunglasses on your shirt collar. Well, he did it, but it was down in the uh, belly button region. He, I was like, oh, you're such a fucking douche. So that's the only reason I don't like him. Also, he was you know mean to Owen Wilson in uh, Wedding Crashers. So maybe it's just a testament. To his great acting. Uh, the opinions changed, by the way, after seeing this movie. And there's no denying that, uh, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm gay for Bradley Cooper now. He's, he's incredible. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan. But anyway, so I go in thinking this. So anyway, the movie starts. And like within the first five, like within the first five or six minutes... Every single expectation that I had, even hearing it was good from a couple different people, was com- completely blown away with how Bradley Cooper, like you could tell. So like the first scene of the movie, as you've seen, is uh, you know when he goes out on stage and uh, you're like, oh, okay, cool. He's like a rock star. He takes a drink. He's got some drink falling out of his mouth. And it's like, okay, cool. Good scene. And you can hear like in the theater, the, the, the fucking, the audience in the, in the movie like in, you know, at his concert is like fucking, it's hurting your ears in the theater. And it's, you know, it's a really cool scene. And uh, he, you know, the guitar comes in and then he starts to sing and instantly you can tell, holy shit, that's Bradley Cooper singing. Like, wow, I didn't know he's going to, you know, bust out the old, uh, you know, I didn't know he was going to be, you know, actually singing in the movie. So he starts singing and then, uh, you know, he goes to the bar where you see Lady Gaga and she is just like kills. Him. Well, even before that scene, before you, before he even goes into the bar, when you see her, you know, at work or whatever, she looks like she's, you know, you never see Lady Gaga without makeup, you know, even in, uh, 
you know, when she was an American Horror Story, she's all done up with makeup. But so, like, it's kind of shocking to see her with no makeup and she just looks like, she looks like so gorgeous and like, but it's like a relatable gorgeous. Like, she looks like a real, like, pretty girl that you would, like, meet, like, that you would meet. Like, she doesn't look like a celebrity. Like, she's not all done up, but she's still obviously very pretty. And so you're like, oh, wow, like, that's kind of cool that she, you know, that's cool that they, they kind of even maybe, like, dulled her down a little bit. Um, so it just makes her so relatable throughout throughout the whole movie, and it makes it, like, so later in the movie when she, they start dolling her up, and, like, you can tell, like, that's not really her. But anyway, so that's that's not even the best part. So then she goes in and starts singing goddamn La Vie and Rose in the, uh, you know, in the, in the tranny bar. And, you know, she's blowing everyone away. And she's, you know, even with her crazy makeup, she's gorgeous and she's singing on the bar. And she's like, you know, turns to a uh, freaking Bradley Cooper and you see her big old eyes. And she's, you know, her voice is just so beautiful. And obviously, you know, she's, you know, that's, you know, I don't even have to tell you. You know, Lady Gaga is the one who's actually singing. You know, if Bradley Cooper is going to sing, freaking, you know, Lady Gaga is going to sing. So, um... So anyway, you know, like I said, the first five minutes, you know, you're already fucking blown away. There's blown away all your expectations. It's not just some dumb fucking, you know, movie about, oh, uh, you know, this is the road to fame. Like, and throughout the whole time I was watching it, you know, like Bradley Cooper's fucking killing it and Lady Gaga's killing it. And, uh, oh yeah. And so just, just before this point in the movie, I really like, like the character building that they did for, uh, Jackson Maine's character. So... You know, uh, Bradley Cooper plays Jackson Maine. He's like a rock star, and he's like this, you know, crazy, crazy famous guy. But they could have just had, they could have just shown his performance, and then they could have shown him like, hey, you know, you know how in the limo, like he stops and he needs a drink. They could have just shown, hey, I'm, uh, I need a drink. Take me to get a drink. And then he's in the bar by himself, and then he sees some pretty girl start performing. But what I really like that they did is that they act, they built his character. And, you know, he's not just some asshole alcoholic, you know, he's in the limo, he's asking, uh, you know, the driver about his kid and, you know, they obviously have a history and just like little things like that. He goes into the bar and, uh, you know, he's receptive when, when Lady Gaga's friend stops him outside the bar. He's not an asshole. He's just like, hey, you know, he's, he's really polite. And then even after the bar, you know, after she sings, you know, he's really nice. He performs on stage for everyone. I thought that was really, really great character building uh, they could have just had him you know like I said they could have just had him meet this girl and then go to the next fucking scene but they really show like he's like a cool like charismatic guy and like people like him and like you kind of see how he deals with fame like he you know he kind of you know he's not he's not flashy about it but you can tell like he kind of likes it he likes that people still like him even though he's had this long you can tell he's kind of had this long career and you know, maybe it would bother some other people and, you know, um, you know, but he just kind of shrugs it off. And I thought that was really, really, really smart um, to make us give a shit about this guy, uh, about Bradley Cooper's character. And then, you know, Lady Gaga's the first, the first, uh, you know, when you see her in the, uh, at her work, you know, she's got her friend, she's, she's got a personality. You can kind of tell she's, you know, She's just kind of, she's just barely holding on like the, the work life, this bullshit work life isn't really, you know, for her. And, you know, you can tell that, you know, she just dreams of being 
a singer, you know, when she's walking and then, it's, you know, the title screen comes on where it says A Star is Born. Like, even doing something as, you know, as, like, demeaning. Well, not demeaning. Everyone has to do this. But even when she's taking out the trash, she still, she still manages to, like, share her gift with the fucking sidewalk. She still wants to sing. You know, she sings, uh, I think she's singing somewhere over the rainbow. If I if I remember it right, but that that was the title sequence, and it's like it was so, it was so well done. So after after the title sequence, and then after they meet at the bar, and then they go off, you know, she she punches the cop, and then she breaks her hand. They get the peas and everything, and they're singing that you know she he tells her oh you're you're a songwriter, and uh, they're they're in the parking lot, and she just fucking belts out the chorus to uh, the shallows. And P.S. This soundtrack is is like no exaggeration, like incredible. Like the whole, I haven't even listened to the whole soundtrack, but I've been listening to, uh, you know, I just saw it two days ago. I've seen it twice in two days, and uh, I've been listening to uh, Never Never Love Again over and over again. Like every time I get in the car, I just put it on because it's so good. Um. But anyway, yeah, so anyway, so let me finish the synopsis real quick and then I'll get into like my, my thoughts. So, uh, so she, she goes home after that night they spent together, uh, to her dad, who's freaking Andrew Dice Clay, who definitely wasn't expecting that. I don't know why, why that happened, but you know, he was great. I, you know, I didn't know he acted and, uh. And they send, she's, you know, Bradley Cooper says, hey, I've got a gig. Do you want to come? And she's like, no, I can't come. And then he goes off to his gig and then he sends his driver from earlier um, who is played by, I don't know his name, but he's the guy who played the pilot in the first episode of Lost. So I'm sure he's been in other stuff besides that, but that's where I recognized him from. And uh, anyway, he gets him to go with her. Or he gets her to go with him to the gig. So she flies out on this private jet with her friend from the bar. And uh, she ends up going on stage and singing with him. And the crowd freaking goes wild. They sing the song Shallows that they they practice in the parking lot that she wrote. And then, uh, you know, she just starts touring with him. And, uh, you know, the fans keep loving her. And they go to uh, freaking Arizona where he's from. And then she meets his brother who's played by Sam Elliott. Who you know still still got it, Sam? You're you're killing it. You you know from the Sackets to uh, to freaking Roadhouse to uh, you know freaking Big Lebowski. You're just on fire, dude. You've had the a very storied, fantastic career. You should be proud of that. And still rocking the hell out of that mustache, dude. So uh, good on you. But anyway, so Sam Elliott's in it. He's like his brother, but he's old. He's like twice his age. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to tell you the whole goddamn movie. You've seen the movie. You know what's going on. But anyway, that freaking chemistry between them, like, like he goes up and freaking punches him right in the face. And then Sam Elliott's got that fucking Sam Elliott stare gets right in his face. And he's like, uh, why did you steal my fucking voice? And then Bradley Cooper's like, because you never had anything to fucking say. And, dude, give me some chills there, Bradley. And uh, freaking Sam Elliott's like, fuck this, I got something to say now. And he fucking takes off at a little brotherly, uh, brotherly spat. 
And uh, it was just so, like, it's so good. Like, I did not know Bradley Cooper could act like that. Which, you know, he's great in uh, Silver Linings Playbook where he acts, but he just kind of acts like a, that's how you would think, you know, Bradley Cooper is. And then he's good in American Sniper, but American Sniper doesn't really fucking talk. And just to see him just, like, totally, like, capture this dude. So, here, here's another fun surprise for you. I had no fucking clue when I went to see it that A Star is Born was a remake. I just didn't know. I'm sorry. I know you're supposed to trust me as a movie reviewer, and I should have a good base of movie knowledge, but I just had no clue whatsoever uh, that it was a, that this was a remake. So apparently it was made once in the 30s, then it was made in the 50s, and then it was remade uh, very famously by Chris Christopherson and uh, freaking Barbara Streisand in the 70s, and uh, don't let that take anything away from your experience if you haven't seen those. Like, when I got out of the theater, I was like, holy shit, Bradley Cooper's a fucking king. And then I heard that it was a remake that night, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I thought Bradley Cooper, you know, just just, just created this from scratch. But the, the original, or the, the 1970s version, is very, very, very different from this. And it cannot touch this current version in any way, shape, or form. Like, you know... It's very, it's like a fucking disco movie. It's like Saturday Night Fever. Um, the songs don't come close. There's a really famous song called Evergreen. I listened to it. It was pretty good, but not even, doesn't even get in the same fucking stratosphere as as the singles in this in this movie. I mean, really the only, the only similarities are like the bare, bare, bare bones of like the story, like, like, oh, Chris Christopherson, uh, who, if you don't know what, who that is, he, he was like a country singer, like a really famous country singer a long time ago with like, I think he was part of like the, the Highwaymen, I'm pretty sure, uh, with like, with like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know that much about that old country music, but I think it was like with Waylon Jennings, but don't quote me on that. Anyway, he plays Whistler in Blade, which is, you know... <laughs> Just as impressive as being like a great country musician. And then Barbara Streisand is Barbara Streisand. If you're young and you know her from uh, uh, Meet the Fockers. But she's, you know, obvious. She's a, she's a great, uh, you know, she's a great singer and like a big, big time star. But anyway, so the story. So the only elements of the story that are the same is like the basic, basic is that, oh, Barbara Streisand is like a young, undiscovered singer. And Chris Christopherson's like a. You know, his career's, you know, already kind of going and kind of fading away. And then they team up. Barbara Streisand gets famous. Chris gets less famous. And then Chris gets in like a car accident at the end. And uh, that's really all there is. But it doesn't, doesn't come close to, especially like the performances. Not, you know, they don't even hold a candle to old, to old Bradley. I mean, Chris Christopher's pretty good. And everything, but Barbara Streisand didn't even fucking scratch the surface of Lady Gaga's performance. Who I thought, you know, when I first saw this, I was like just crossing my fingers uh, that she was gonna kill it, and she fucking blew me away. Like I saw, you know, she was an American Horror Story. She didn't have a ton of speaking lines, and if you're familiar at all with with uh, American Horror Story, it's very very over the top. So she was playing like this crazy fucking like. You know, this lady who's like talked, you know, she had like an old timey type 
way of speaking. And so it didn't really, tr- you know, it was good, but you couldn't really tell, oh, is she a good actor or is she just like perfect, perfect for this, for this role? But, uh, you know, she blew, completely blew me away. And uh, so anyway, what I was getting with, what I was getting at when I told you it was a remake was that, you know, at first I was like, oh shit, well, Bradley Cooper didn't, you know, just create this from scratch, but it just made it so much more impressive, really, when I saw it the second time that. That, Brad, that when I actually watched the original or the 1970s version of A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper saw that movie, some fucking rinky-dink movie that got terrible reviews, and he's like, oh, wow, I'm going to fucking make the best movie anyone's seen in a long fucking time. And, like, just, just knocked it out of the fucking park. So let me finish this synopsis real quick. So, you know, brother punches brother, they're mad, and then... Lady Gaga starts to get famous, more and more famous. But then, you know, she starts to lose her way a little bit. She starts making a little, uh, you know, she's not really using her gift, her amazing voice and her amazing songwriting ability. She sort of takes, uh, you know, due to this manager, of this little fuckboy uh, fucking British guy who's like, looks like, uh, like a not as good looking version of, you know, I don't even know who he looks like. He looks like a fucking extra and Game of Thrones like got teleported to the future, but he's an asshole and he's really mean and like uh, condescending and he's like, hey, I'm gonna make you famous, and uh, so Lady Gaga, unfortunately, listens to him all the while. You know Bradley Cooper's fucking drinking up a storm, and uh, they're kind of you know they're getting little tiffs here and there, but nothing crazy. But uh, it all comes to a head when. You know, she comes out with this really poppy song and she's dancing and it's like on Saturday Night Live and and Bradley Cooper, you know, he sees what she's become and he starts drinking and then uh, they find out that she's nominated for a Grammy and like she doesn't really like the direction that her, you know, she, she, she makes note that she doesn't like the direction it's going, but she doesn't really fight it that much like the way her career is going because she's getting so famous and people are saying that she's beautiful and, you know, in the movie, she's a little self-conscious about how she looks or really self-conscious. And, you know, Bradley Cooper the whole time has just been encouraging her. And it's like in this point in the movie, you know, about about two thirds of the way through, you don't know, like, like, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, is this movie about an alcoholic uh, rock star who finds someone and, you know, it's a love story? Or is this movie about, like, some young girl who just, you know, has a great meet, chance meeting with this rock star and falls in love. Like, you don't know who the main character is. You don't know what the fucking story is. You don't know if it's, like... Like, even a part of me, since I didn't know what the... Uh, you know, I didn't know this was a remake. I didn't know anything about this movie going in. I thought maybe it was, like, like loosely based... I thought it was, like, maybe, like, Lady Gaga's, like, 8 Mile. Like, it was, like, a loosely based... You know, because she's... At this point in the movie, she's kind of done up how, you know, Lady Gaga is. And she does some of her, like, little Lady Gaga moves on the Saturday Night Live part. And so it's just like, and I mean that in the best way possible. Like you don't know, like it's not that you don't know who the main character is. It's like they managed to have two main characters, which is very, very rare for like a romance movie. Like Titanic, just because, you know, there's two, there's two people, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is the star of Titanic. You know, it's just, there's no, there's no two ways about it. But in this movie, like you, you know, they they share. They're so good, and it's like they're constantly outdoing one another. But they're st- st- like 
they're like pushing each other to go to be better than the other one and it just like ends up making them both so incredible and you know I'd say it was you know dead even as far as performances go which is so you know so impressive especially for Lady Gaga you know not doing any serious well not to say American Horror Story is not serious but not doing any real like acting work and uh, yeah so Saturday Night Live and you know uh, Bradley Cooper starts drinking because he sees Lady Gaga doing that you know the why do you do this song where she's talking about the guy's ass and the jeans and all that and it culminates in what I don't know maybe the best scene in the fucking whole movie well no it's not the best scene in the movie but it's I think my favorite Bradley Cooper scene when she's in the bathtub and he's a little fucked up he's a little drunk and he's just like he kind of calls her out and he's like hey I I heard you won you know know, I heard you're nominated for three Grammys and she's a little pissed off because you know she couldn't reach him and and uh, and uh they kind of get into an argument because Bradley Cooper calls her out on on like the shitty music that she's been putting out, and just the way they fight with each other, like it's so real. It's like, and it's like she really fucking you can tell she's so pissed off, and like the way she just goes for the fucking jugular, talking about, oh, you want me to be like your dad, like your drinking buddy, and and then Bradley Cooper, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I don't think you can handle it. You, you know, and then he like gets he gets serious and he gets upset about the way that he she brought up his his father. And he's like, don't even fucking go there. And uh, it was just such a realistic like argument. Like I've you know I've had that happen to me. Like I've you know I'm I anyone watching that could relate to to you know when a loved one just fucking just fucking pinpoint just sniper just snipes you in your in your weak zone, man, right, right in the old fields, and, and, you know, he reacted just like anyone else, that's what makes it such a great movie, is that they're such, even though they're, like, famous characters, they're so fucking human, like, he reacts exactly how I would react, or how anyone would react if, if someone they cared about fucking sniped them like that, and he just fucking went right, right back at her, with her most, with her biggest insecurity, which is her looks, He's like, you're just fucking ugly. Don't ever fucking say that. And they fight and he leaves. And I just, you know, my fucking mouth was open after that scene. Like, it's so powerful. And just, you wouldn't think, you know, just while we're on this subject, Bradley Cooper's performance in this one, like, you want to go back and just, you know, it's not just his hair or, like, his little beard or whatever or his voice. Like, it's not just Bradley Cooper doing a deeper voice. Which I, you know, I, I think, I hope people don't come away from the movie thinking that. Like, I, I hope people really appreciate the nuance in, like, his performance. The way, the way he walks and, like, his sort of, sort of carefree, he's, you know, he acts carefree, but you can tell there's just, like, this deep, like, sadness just bubbling, like, right under the fucking surface. And anytime something goes slightly... You know, you know anything. Anything's wrong. Like it's just ready to fucking. You know, he's he's re- He's like on the he's on the defensive. Like that little thing with his brother uh, earlier in the movie when his brother tells him to wear the earphones. Like that's not a big deal. But he's like, yeah, well, you you know, he's he 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 blows up at him, tells him, you know, there's the fucking door, and uh, that's why he has so few people in his life. That's why it was such a big deal for him to let Lady got to let in uh, Ali's. Lady Gaga's character Allie 
Like you can tell Sam Elliott's the only fucking guy tough enough to put up with to know, you know, the real Jackson Maine. And no matter, you know, even though he fucking blows up, you know, even though he's got that thin veneer of like kindness that right underneath it, he can fucking blow up with you. And even Sam Elliott can't fucking take it. And then all he has left is Allie. And then, you know, to have Allie say that to him, like, oh, you want me to be your drinking buddy, Jackson? And, uh, you know, she tells him to, like, take his pills. And it's just such a fucking, oof, oof, so good. And so, you know, I mean, in a bad, like, so bad in a good way is what I mean. And, uh, you know, just can't say enough good things. So, anyway, after that argument, they make up. Um, she wins the Grammys. Bradley Cooper, you know, she's so excited. It's the highlight of her career. Bradley Cooper's drunk as a fucking skunk. Follows her up on stage. Pisses himself. Then he goes to rehab. Then they come back. She's fucking freaking out. And she's like, she's putting on this show, like, because she, you know, she really loves Jackson. And uh, Jackson's really trying to change. But that little fucking scumbag, piece of shit, Ramsey Bolton uh, manager of hers sits down after Bradley Cooper gets out of rehab and uh, sits down and says, hey, you're fucking ruining your wife's career and she's never going to tell you this because she loves you, but, you know, you need to get away from her. And so, you know, it ends how how we all know it ends. And, uh, you know, he gets, he gets his dog Charlie a big old steak and uh, he backs the truck out of the garage and he finds a nice rafter and, uh, you know, sadly... You know, hangs himself in the movie, and it's it's so horrible. And you keep thinking, like you keep, and you know, Lady Gaga is waiting for him, kind of like in the beginning when he was all freaking out, waiting for Lady Gaga to to show up. And he's like, oh, I just want to know if she's gonna fucking come. You know, it kind of comes full circle where, at the end, Lady Gaga is doing her performance, and all she's thinking about, you know, she finally has what she wants, but all she's thinking about is is Jackson. She's not even thinking about the fame right now. It's just, you know, it's not that doesn't matter to her. All that matters to her is her is her husband. And uh uh you know, she says send someone to the house and then the whole time you're thinking like, oh, well maybe you know, maybe he didn't do it. Maybe uh him and Charlie are going to share that steak and he's just backing out the truck and he's you know, he's pull you know, he walks out of his fucking truck with the goddamn belt and uh you know, maybe he's just going to take the dog for a walk. And then, don't worry, Bradley Cooper, the director, he go ahead and he goes ahead and dashes all those fears when he, you see him hanging from the fucking rafter through the goddamn uh, garage door window. And, uh, you know, and just in case, you know, just in case you had a fucking ounce of hope that this was going to be a happy movie. And uh, he, he just kind of shatters that for you. Uh, and then... Well, before that even happens, fucking Sam Elliott goes and picks him up from rehab, and uh, he drops him off, and that sly son of a bitch, Bradley Cooper, he's like, uh, you know how I stole your voice, and, uh, you know, you were pissed off at me? Well, he said, he tells him, he, you know, when he tells him uh, that it, it was you I was, it was you I was trying to impress, not, not, not dad, or it was you I was trying to copy, not dad. To Sam Elliott. And when fucking Sam Elliott... You know, Bradley Cooper closes the door. And when Sam Elliott fucking slams the truck in reverse. And, you know, he puts his arm over the passenger seat to look back over his shoulder. That look on his face when he does that. That's how I felt. 
the entire last half of the movie. So, like, heart-wrenching. It was so horrible. And then Lady Gaga... Oh, God. Lady Gaga... I'm getting... You know, it's fucking sad even talking about it. Lady Gaga, you know, finds out, obviously, and, uh, you know, she does that song at the end. And that song, man. I have listened to that song, uh, I don't know, a thousand fucking times in two days. The song is called I'll Never Love Again. And so you're thinking like, oh, it's just, you know, it's a song. And, uh, you know, it's sad, obviously. But the way the way she starts to sing it, um, you know, she starts it and she says, I think she says, if I'd, if I'd known I would have said goodbye or something like that. And you're like, okay, it's decent. And then she switches to a falsetto and she says... Uh, you know, the line to Bradley Cooper's song, Don't Want to Feel Another Touch. But when she says it, just the look on her face and the way her eyes just wrinkle up, like she just wants to scream, tear, like she just, she's just doing everything she can. It's like she's putting all of her sadness, it's like coming out of her mouth, like instead of her eyes. It was so incredible to watch. And, um, you know, just the song. And then, and then by this point in the movie, you're like, holy shit, well, you know, what the fuck is the point of living? What's, why am I even going to go home? You know, Sam Elliott's fucking tearing you up. Lady Gaga's fucking giving the performance of a goddamn lifetime. Literally, my mouth was open. Like, you know, I, it was incredible. And then as if, as if to say, hey, go fuck yourself. Go, go, why don't you go swing from the fucking rafters? That last fucking chorus... When she says, um, you know, they cut it out earlier. She she does the chorus and she's like, don't want to feel another uh, touch. Don't want to start another fire. Uh, don't want to, don't want to know another kiss. Uh, what does she say? And then whatever, you know, she gets halfway through the chorus and then it fucking cuts to Bradley Cooper pre, pre-death, pre-hanging. And he's singing his goddamn verse on the piano. Like, hey, fuck you, man. Why did you just do that to me? And I swear to God, that those little four lines that he sang in the song brought every single, like, almost the dude next to me that I did you know, some dude was crying. He was, like, wiping. He was, like, like, fucking doing his nose. And he was, like, he was, like, with a girl. And my girlfriend's fucking bawling her eyes out. And, uh... I saw it twice, and the second time I saw it with my mom because it was so good. I went and took my mom the next day, and she was crying her eyes out too. And it was just so emotional and so incredible. And that's it. That's the whole movie. That's that's a goddamn. That's what it takes to birth a star. And uh, you know, she finds out. You know, I don't. You know, earlier in the movie, we don't know what it's about. We know what it's fucking about now. It's a love story. And uh, I guess uh, Lady Gaga finds out the hard way that she doesn't give a shit about fame. All she cares about is uh, Jackson Maine, but he's gone. Uh, so, you know, great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, it was like one of the best movies. Probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. It was so good. And I'm definitely... My only... Just while, so the you know, that's that's the synopsis. I loved the movie, don't get me wrong. I loved every second of the movie. The only thing I'll mention 
that I thought was a little strange. And this isn't just because I saw it two times. In the beginning of the movie, when he's in the limo, and uh, he's driving to the club, the Blue Blue Club, like right after his first performance and right before he meets Lady Gaga, there's a, there's like a, there's like a sign in the background that he can see out of the window with like a bunch of nooses on it, which when you see it the first time, you're like, oh, that's, you know, you've never, you know, you don't, when do you see neon fucking nooses? Obviously they're like, they're hinting at him hanging himself and it's like foreshadowing. But when you see it the first time, obviously you don't know he's going to hang himself at the end, but then he ends up hanging himself. So like, I thought that was the only thing that was like a little bit like, that was a little on the nose, but uh, you know, please don't let that take away from how I feel about the movie. It was it was, it was incredible, and um, freaking. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it was it was incredible. So I know I've only done. I know I've only reviewed two movies so far. Um, so I mean, I don't really have much of a scale. Right now, we're gonna put. Uh, I mean, I guess we should base it off other movies that we've seen. So. So, so far, the rankings for movies goes uh, A Star is Born is number one and Venom is number two. And we'll just keep, you know, we'll, we'll try to keep a list like that and we'll just put it where it belongs. Um, but definitely, 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 go, even if you saw it, go fucking see it again because it's just as good the second time. It's so good. And uh, uh, I know these uh, podcasts, I know these recordings are still a little bit raw. I'm still trying to kind of figure it out, but, um, you know, I enjoy doing them. So right now they're only on SoundCloud uh, right this second, but I submitted it to like Apple podcast. So it should be on there soon. I think I followed all the rules and everything. So hopefully you'll see me on there soon. If not, uh, the next episode is going to be on uh, the new Halloween movie. So I'm going to go see that and then I will do, uh, you know, I'll do the recording and then I'll upload that as soon as I can. Uh, but if you're listening, if you're the one subscriber out there, I don't know if you meant to subscribe to me, but yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're killing it. You have great taste in uh, podcasts. So keep on doing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, if you listen to this, you know, tell someone about it because no one fucking knows about it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye.